Coming up, cash, fasting, primitive technology, and uh, farts. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to For or Against So turn the volume up, this is For or Against Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Our show today will span a wide array of subjects, from the latest in economic and dietary advances to primitive survival techniques from time immemorial. And also, we're apparently going to talk about farts. But first, yeah. let's, yeah, first let's welcome my co-hosts, Mike Winan, Pat Lothian, and Rob Silver. Hello, gents. Hello, Jack. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing today? Great. Right time. <laughs> well, this podcast comes out at 5 a.m. Bright That's and early. True. That's Rise right, and shine, there. campers. We should bring, bring a, a morning zoo energy to this podcast. <laughs> first, <laughs> uh, but first traffic. All right. Uh, what's going on in your lives today uh, and this week, gentlemen? Robbie, let's start with you. <laughs> Somebody changed what I wrote here. I'm assuming it was Pat. But <laughs> what I was going to say is that so I've been, it's been almost exactly 12 months since I had, I've had my last haircut. And this whole time I've said, I'm not going to cut my hair until I get a vaccine. And I've been wavering recently. It looks pretty gross most days, if I'm being honest. But today I've decided I'm going to reaffirm my stance. I am not going to get a haircut until I get a vaccine. I'm okay with that. I, I'm happy with my decision, even if it does look gross. Uh, and honestly, there, I think it's almost past the point of the worst part. I think it's now starting to like, there are days where it flows a certain way where I'm like, so it is the worst thing. part, but it's almost past the point. That's <laughs> yes. the worst part. I feel like I'm Being at the bottom of the valley in the worst part. <laughs> yes. But like, I've also discovered that I don't need to wash my hair every day, which when I had short hair, I shampooed every single day. And now I'm like, I'm getting comfortable with not doing that all the time. And actually the second day after of, of not washing my hair, it falls really nicely. Like those natural hair oils do what they're supposed to do. So I'm recommitting myself, no haircut until a vaccine, whenever that comes. So your update is nothing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing has changed in my life. That's it. Thanks, Robbie. Patrick, what's going on with you? Um, well, we're, before we started, we were talking about the Super Bowl a little bit, and uh, we watched it. I was doing some stuff while watching it, and I realized near the end of the game that I had barely paid attention to any of the commercials. And back in the day, um, especially in like high school, I wasn't a big sports guy. So like the commercials were, were the event for me. And like everybody would be quiet. Like we'd all be talking during the game, and then everyone would be quiet during the commercials. But I think it's just because you can watch them anytime you want like i saw half of them before the game even aired because they released them all on youtube so i think that takes a lot of the magic out is like it it was like oh you had to see these special commercials that maybe you wouldn't see again maybe you'd see them air a second time but it would be hard to see them again and i i think that magic is gone for me and it was kind of sad <laughs> what a downer thanks <laughs> Uh, Mike, how about you? Can you can you bring us something better than nothing and sad news? <laughs> Not that sad. Uh, yeah, I uh, I too watched the Super Bowl like uh, I think a third of America did, um, but I had to get creative this year because of coronavirus. So 
um, I uh, projected it on the back of my house and had a, a COVID appropriate number of friends over, including one Rob Silver came over. Hey, yeah, washed <laughs> it off the back of my house, and he uh, he got to witness the karaoke star. That is my neighbor. He's real. Yes. Rob can back me up on it. Oh my gosh, the legend's real. And first of all, Wina did not, did not exaggerate. In the time that I was there, he probably was outside with music blasting for a couple hours during so the imagine, Super Bowl. During the Super Bowl. So during a normal day, when Wynan says six hours straight, that is actually very plausible now in my mind. And this guy is playing not just songs, not just like '90s boy band and girl bands pop songs but he's playing I, I got myself on mute i got too excited um, <laughs> he's playing covers of these songs they're not yes. even the original versions it's like he's got like a knockoff version of spotify where he can't get the actual <laughs> rights so he has to have like a like a have you, version have you searched him on twitch maybe <laughs> no. that's his job maybe he just sings in his backyard on twitch all day can you see he... him can yeah. you see him while he's um, doing it um i i did the the last thing an introvert millennial would ever do and went to his house and rang his goddamn doorbell and told him to cut the shit in that last like half a day. I He sent his girlfriend out to uh, to confront him because that's the kind of guy that he is. Wait, so did you see him or no? Because I have a I've theory. Seen his, I've seen his face. But have you seen him singing karaoke? Yes. Oh. It's, it's, it's actually pretty close to Wynan's place. Like, cause We were debating on a previous episode like how far away it was it was close like if mike's in the backyard he's like in the kitty corner backyard. i could throw an egg at him for sure <laughs> yeah i feel like I this is something you've step. done <laughs> something i thought about for sure my theory was that he just had like a youtube uh playlist that he like <laughs> left on by accident every day when he left for work <laughs> no 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 this is live and in person and he wants people to know this is All like right. an exhibitionist thing I think you should start calling the police every time, <laughs> disturbing the public. I think uh, I'm going to start throwing eggs first, then he can call the police. Well, now that you've said it on this podcast, that could possibly come back to haunt you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, glad to hear that. Glad that you guys got together in a COVID-appropriate manner for the big game. Um, I have another update that is another uh uh, apology and correction. Uh, Tom McFadden's really riding us, isn't he? <laughs> this time it's not Tom McFadden. Tom McFadden was okay with the previous um, apology and correction regarding our just complete and utter, um, you know, uh, lack of knowledge with regard to sea shanties. This time, this goes out to my cousin-in-law, Michael Jant, who is a uh, a music teacher, so um, he he would know about uh, sea shanties. And so this is a, a paraphrased message that he sent me via Facebook Messenger. He wants the world to know that, and us more specifically, that uh, sea shanties uh, serve the purpose of helping keep sailors focused while they were doing the monotonous tasks required to keep the ship operational. But more importantly, their rhythmic nature would help keep the sailors moving together for tasks like hoisting sails that required everyone pulling in unison. He went on to say that absolutely pirates would also sing sea shanties. Yeah. Otherwise, their ships uh, would be non-operational. So I guess maybe he's contesting my dad's uh, mm -hmm. argument that fight, we called these fight, pirate songs. Fight. We might so, have to had, uh, have my dad and my cousin-in-law um, in some sort of battle royale. He also went on to say that, of course. It's got to be a singing, singing battle, I would think. Of course, um, legitimate sailors used sea shanties as well. So I'm not sure... 
that we got got it that wrong but but michael um <laughs> there you go <laughs> we we didn't get it wrong just as usual we know far from the whole story <laughs> and we don't bother to look it up <laughs> that's so, fair are you doing a thing where you see how many times your update could be she santies before we say something about it <laughs> no also is it, this is like it, two it's, it's two a times. Times. she sent sea shanties she sells sea shanties by the seashore right she santies Okay, now it's time to play for or against. One of us will present a topic, the rest of us will analyze, discuss, and argue about it, and then we'll decide if we are for or against that topic. Michael Wynand, for the second week in a row, you are up first. How Take it away. exciting. Uh, I am <laughs> first. And uh, my um, my topic is the almighty dollar. Um, I've, I've come to realize that uh, as a year on in this pandemic, I have gone to an ATM exactly once uh the almighty dollar who needs it right uh we have perfectly operated uh perfectly fine without any cash whatsoever i have no cash in my wallet and i don't feel concerned about it uh in a post-pandemic world uh do we bring cash with us um i mean we've got an array of other options credit cards debit cards we've got apple pay we have google pay we have samsung pay if you're patrick we have cryptocurrencies. We've got Bitcoin. We've got Dogecoin. All these other options of, of digital currency. Do we need it in paper form? Mike McFadden, you've taken notes. Let's go first. Mike Cash, for or against, go. I think uh, I'll start with my position and then I'll backtrack and talk about how I, how I got there. I'm for cash. Um, and I'm going to start by talking about why I was maybe not going to be for cash. Um, there's a lot of work going on right now in central banks where they are trying to explore the possibility of digital currencies. So in the in the crypto um, uh, currency space, like these are called CBDCs. So it's basically using blockchain technology similar to what uh, Bitcoin is based on, but it's going to be essentially no different from a practical standpoint of what current fiat dollar paper money you know is it's controlled by a central authority um but one of the advantages would be that for example right now with like all the stimulus money it, it takes forever and it's complicated to do like direct deposits and there's um like they don't really know where that money goes like they can measure it to a certain extent, but like they don't really know where it goes. And so if you had like a digital currency, one idea would be that you could put expirations on it. So they would push it out and then you would have to spend it within X amount of time. You couldn't just like Ooh. exchange it for Bitcoin or like you couldn't just put it in your savings account. And so like that would actually stimulate the economy um, in an objective sense that you could quantify and, and know and theoretically you could track where each dollar went. Um, that sort of brings in like potentially- Big brother uh, knowing everything that I do. Potentially brings in those arguments um but but it is interesting to see like could the central authority um like be more specific in their stimuli <laughs> if you will um which, which could be a good thing for the economy as a whole too could be a good thing for the economy as a whole it, it could have uh you know huge concerns from a you know privacy and security and like uh, you know uh, individual privacy standpoint uh, but but it's interesting um and I think the reason that they're doing this is like in response to like the emergence of, um, or not the emergence, but sort of like the, the the past year has seen a great rise in Bitcoin specifically. At one point, um, I think last March, Bitcoin was down like around three thousand dollars. Now it's about forty thousand dollars. And so I think the central banks are trying to determine like, are we going to have to 
like contend with this could could bitcoin um like displace the us dollar as like the global reserve currency so I don't know, there's like a whole lot of like really interesting thought experiments that you could explore in this regard um it's so again I, I don't know where i land in that but here's what's most important to me um is uh, movies <laughs> rely on the, uh, the the trope of having a briefcase full of cash. If we got rid of cash, how are we going to have exciting moments in movies where somebody is, you know, sliding Staging a briefcase? A yeah. Yes, like how are we going to do? And that, like, you can't. And how are you going to make it rain in rap videos if everything is paperless? You can't do it. Um, I had a couple of other examples, but somebody deleted the comment that I put in uh, the the margins. And so uh, for those reasons, I think that cash is fun to have. It's fun to hold. It's all about the Benjamins. It's not all about the <laughs> nothings. So, you know, that that's, I'm for, I don't know if I made a salient argument. In favor, no, that but... was a terrible argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you mostly go. convinced me that we should be against cash because of everything you said in the last five minutes before you saying you're for. <laughs> But the movies, think about the briefcase. Think about having a big stack of $100 bills. Just have all those movies that need that take place in the 90s. (laughs) All right, Patrick, our resident Democratic Wait, why just the 90s? (laughs) Why why not now? (laughs) Because it's it's a briefcase. A a period piece. (laughs) Sorry, because briefcase. That's pretty pretty salient. Flesh that out, Patrick. Go ahead. New t-shirt idea. (laughs) Uh, So I'm mostly against cash. I am glad that almost everything, like we've slowly transitioned over to credit card, but then there were still some things we're like, oh, I'm going to need cash for that. And those things are going away so fast. And I like that because I never have cash. And then I'll get to that. I know thing. that. I've known that about you for two, two decades. Yeah. And then you'll need it. And that's frustrating. Um, I was at Chipotle today. And <laughs> very nice pronunciation. <laughs> there was a sign that said, sorry, we cannot take cash unless you have exact change, which makes sense because of COVID that um, they are uh, not wanting to touch things back and forth. Um, but that that was kind of interesting because you you don't see that much, but you are starting to see that in some places where they won't take cash at all. They want to take your credit card. And um, the only time that I like cash is sometimes I'll have cash on me and I will go to buy something and I'll see it. And I'll be like, you know what? I'll pay with my cash because it feels like it's free. Because it's like, it's not going on my credit card where I then have to pay for it. irresponsibility. (laughs) Yes. And your cash can't get you bonus points. So really, (laughs) I'm against it. Let's get rid of it. Okay, Robert, what do you think? Is cash dead? Is Nietzsche taking down another god? Is is the almighty dollar gone? I, I, like you, Mike, have only been to an ATM once in the last 11 months. And I hear what McFadden saying, there's something nostalgic about cash, but as uh, my friend Mike Winan has said before, nostalgia is a toxic emotion. And more importantly, I am somebody who often has suffered from George Costanza wallet. Do you guys know what this is? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, George Costanza and Seinfeld had a massively thick wallet because he had too many receipts and business cards and dollars in there. And uh, if I can keep a few less bills in my wallet and make it a little bit thinner and a little less Costanza-esque, 
then that helps me thin this thing out. So I'm also against cash. I also think Pat made a great point about like sometimes when you go somewhere and you need to pay in cash and you don't have enough to pay, then you're like, well, you're out of luck. So for all those reasons and more, I'm out for cash. Robbie, can I make a suggestion as the antidote to Costanza wallet? Please. Get yourself a phone case that can only fit three cards and get rid of the wallet altogether. But then what will I do with my other 12 cards that I don't need? You put them <laughs> into a wallet that you don't carry with you, but you know where it is. But but what if like at a moment's notice, I don't realize it and I need my AAA card? I'm sure that you can put that on your phone. I did already, <laughs> but I still have it in my wallet. See, what, this is going to force you to cull the fat. What about my... Uh, this is for the after show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, have my, that are in Rob's I have my corporate card that gets me into my building, which I haven't gone into in 11 months. And for some reason, miles away. that's still in my wallet. <laughs> Mike, let's go out you. What do you think? Cash, so, your topic? Have so we swayed I, you in either direction? Here's So I, like I uh, presupposed the beginning of this argument, have not used cash in a very, very long time. But I do dream of a world uh, where COVID is is in the rearview mirror. And in that world, we're going to need cash for a couple reasons, but primarily tipping. We need cash. I was going to say this great invention that I just came up with. Any of you guys very good at uh, technology? Because we need to create an <laughs> app that you can that can quickly tap your card on it, which is technology that exists. And you could easily tip a buck just like that. So that exists. Like you can tip like your your barista and you can tip. Well, like yeah, but people. that's a whole system. But here, the, the thing is, that's exactly right. Time. Uncle Sam gets his little taste in there. You don't <laughs> want Uncle Sam to get his taste. You want a tip. And a tip is from me yeah. to you. Leave so no you're, trace. You're, it's, so Mike Winan is pro-tax evasion. <laughs> no, I'm a, he could do with the money, whatever he wants to do with it. That's their money, his or her money. If so I you, pro, you're promoting other people. other people to evade their, I'm not uh, promoting anything. I'm just saying what I do with the money, what they would do with the money is since, since their responsibility, their option. Listen, I'm, I, my hot life philosophy isn't tipping. My life philosophy is over, over tipping. It always has been. I've always attributed to that to my father, but that's actually not my father. That's, a line from the film My Blue Heaven in 1990 uh, by Steve Martin that I thought my dad had said, but those things had blended in my mind. And my dad actually just tips the normal amount. Your dad uh, is Steve person. Martin? No. <laughs> my dad is my dad is a normal tipper. What, the what do character we of Vince Antonelli in the movie My Blue Heaven was an over-tipper, and I am an over-tipper myself. What, what do we consider the normal amount to be? Because I feel like that's up for debate as well. In 15 to 20%, depending on, on where you are. Yeah, that's pretty normal. But uh, yeah, but where do you go as an over tipper? I'll go 20, 25% if I need to, if I want to get out of it, out of something. Also, what are the troubadours and the strippers and the buskers of our world going to do without cash? You need it. There are some exchanges that are going to happen that are that you don't want to have a digital trail of. You need cash. I'm sorry. It's still going to be there. Well, I'm going to carry about a hundred bucks around. I've always wondered what uh, people in Canada do. Like, how do they, how do they like give money to strippers? Cause it's like the dollar coins and the $2 coins. They just like huck them at them. Uh, I know the answer actually. Anybody know? I, I'm going to guess that the strippers wear fanny packs and you can no. like, deposit them. <laughs> in the fanny packs. No, I asked a Canadian friend of mine. Anybody got any know. ideas? It's no, a bucket. I'm, I'm dying to know. <laughs> it's a bucket in front of them. You you throw loonies and toonies in a bucket in front of them. So it's a toonie bucket. Anyway, 
uh cash the, four the more you know <laughs> all, right, guys. all right well thanks mike appreciate uh that factoid um don't know how far we got on settling um that 50 50 <laughs> okay um patrick let's go on to you uh your topic which you teased last week i did so uh, uh, by a round of applause who fasted <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I wasn't the only one. Uh, Pat, Pat, in the words of Bart Simpson, I tried to try. I really did. <laughs> did anyone actually attempt to fast for a day? No. I nope. I made it about four hours. Okay. So it was too inconvenient for my schedule with the way that the morning operates in the household with a two-year-old. I wasn't about to change that up so um I, I did not fast although i have done it before and i've done it for weeks at a time so does that earn me any brownie nope. points okay um, i would like to hear about Winan's four hour attempt though that sounds interesting <laughs> so i it i have been fasting monday morning okay. and um my i have i've made my wife both uh breakfast and dessert and just continued that fast going i find let's explain again for anybody who wasn't listening last time what type of fasting are you doing patrick okay so breakfast has desserts pregnant (laughs) ladies have the best lives oh yeah (laughs) um so we're talking about intermittent fasting so the idea is that you are not eating for around 16 hours of your day so for me i have my last meal at six and then i have my first meal at 10 the next day and we, when we had talked about it, McFadden had pointed out or asked me if it, if I also do not get hungry during that time, because when he tried it, he didn't get hungry. And that is a big part of it is you are no longer hungry, which is really interesting. Um, unfortunately, you have to try to get to that point. Um, usually it's like day three that um, you are no longer hungry during that time and you feel good. Um, that's one thing about it is you feel really good. Some people might think kind of like other diets that with fasting, you're just either fasting or you're not fasting, but this is something you could do once a week. You do it three times a week. Um, some people think it's not great to do it every single day. Um, so it's, it's something you can experiment with. That's what I was going to give some tips, but I wanted you guys to have your own experiences. Apparently I should have given some tips. <laughs> that would have um, been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Did, just do, do you go seven days a week on your intermittent no, fast? I never have. Um, what's your I, schedule? I, it, it really depends on the day. It depends on how I'm feeling. If I, there's been times where I, and I've, I've just been doing it for like two weeks this time, but there's been times where I've stopped eating. I've in my fasting app, I've hit, I have started my fast. And then three hours later, um, Amanda wants to go and get milkshakes and I go, okay, I'm not fasting today. <laughs> so it just depends. Wait, so hold on. On. But I need to clarify. You said yeah. that you've been doing this for two weeks, but I, of those 14 days, how many of those days? Of those days, I could check my app. So far, probably, not So far, zero. Soon. Um, probably nine of those. Well, probably I've done it more than two weeks. And I think I've done it nine weeks out of the last like two and a half or nine days out of the last <laughs> two and a half weeks. Okay. Um, so a fair amount. We, we had like talked. If, if you can just willy nilly decide on a win. Less like, than eh. half. I haven't eaten so far, so I'm going to count this as a day where I'm fasting. Like that's kind of defeating the purpose. No, but that's what I'm saying is it's not like you get benefit out of it, no matter if you do it once a week or seven times a week. So it's not something that you have to do every single day or many days in a row. 
Yeah, um, it, if I can many. jump in, Pat, if that's okay. I sure, know a little bit about this. I've done some research and have done it in the past. Like the, the pseudoscience behind man's it. Man's playing his topic to the man. <laughs> I've explained this to Robbie. Um, and I like the, that you preface it with the pseudoscience. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. Is Anytime there's like a fitness study or a dietary study, there's so many variables that are uncontrollable that like even like the best studies in, in, the, in this space are you know questionable um, or always like you know come with an asterisk so anyway uh, the idea is that after a certain period of time i think it's like 14 hours you enter into a fasted state and then when you're in a fasted state your body does something chemically where it's no longer it's, it's you know it's, it's consuming energy reserves in a different manner that are supposed to be better for you um, from like an energy standpoint, just like general well-being, and then potentially also weight loss. But then there's like some debate about that as well. Um, you're not supposed to really alter your lifestyle. There's a lot of people who do intermittent fasting that also like work out vigorously, which is perhaps counterintuitive on the surface. But like it's not about depriving yourself of eating for an extended period of time, but it's about sort of hacking what traditional fasting, like the benefits of traditional fasting, you know, could offer. Okay, so now that we've explained it, I would like to know if we are for or against. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Pat, you're for clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's uh, let's hear from I think somebody Pat, else. Pat gets to decide who goes. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know who like because this this is a tough time. The reason why I wanted you guys to try it is because you don't really know if you're if you're for it or against it unless you've tried well, it. Wynand but let's hear what you have to hours. say anyway. So we'll start with wine and. Uh, I I am for it. Uh, in the sense that if you, if really what it comes down to, if you're looking to lose weight, if, because we're talking about this as a diet, there's a lot of different things and a lot of people have tried different things. And it really comes down to, do you consume less calories, uh, than you burn? And this is a great way of doing that because you have, you only have a certain limited period of time to, to eat. So I am uh, am for it if your schedule allow it allows it. Unfortunately, mine does not. My wife and I work different hours, and we like to eat it in the evening together. Uh, I uh, don't have one of the jobs where my my day is very consistent. Um, a Monday to a Tuesday could be a very different uh, period of of which I work, and 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 that's just my reality. So this doesn't work for me, but that doesn't mean that I'm not for it. Um, Roscoe apparently, <laughs> if you can hear him. <laughs> He's also wants to chime in and say that he's for it, um, but it's not for me, but I'm for it for others. See, I would argue that there is no schedule that it wouldn't work for. So if you're wanting to have dinner with your wife, then you have dinner with your wife. And then you, cause the thing is you're, you're picturing like, oh, well, I'm then not going to eat. And then I'm going to be hungry at this time when I normally eat or something like that. But once you get into it, it doesn't matter when you're eating or when you're not eating because you aren't hungry until your designated eating time. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't like for like a Tuesday, like I'm, I might not be able to eat lunch until three. And the next day, like the hour that I have to eat is between 11 and 12. Like it's just, it's putting a more structure into my already destructured life. And it's at a level of, of, consternation i don't need so if i cut concentrate on what i'm eating is better for me personally than than when i'm eating fair enough um one interesting thing is today we i we had a doctor's appointment and um i i was fasting and i was not hungry 
but we stopped for coffee before we went. And usually we're in and out like 35 minutes and we were there for almost two hours. And I had like two sips of coffee before I went in, but because it had sugar in it, like it told my body, okay, it's time to eat. And I was starving, like so hungry throughout. So that was a real bummer. You can't have sugar if you're fasting. Well, I know I, I hit the point where I was done with the fast for the day. So I'm like, I'll have a couple sips, oh. we'll go in and then I'll go and eat something. And I didn't realize it was going to be hours. See, later. Like the moment that I was done with the fast, I would just devour everything. I'd be like, it's time to eat. I'm eating. I'm not going to take a couple sips. I'm getting a full meal at that point. <laughs> well, and sometimes, especially if it's early, like your first couple times, you might. But that's what it, the thing is that you aren't super hungry. So it's, it's such an odd feeling because it's been so long since you've eaten and you're like, well, I guess I should eat because it's, it should be time to eat, but you're not like dying for food. Um, but Robbie, go ahead. What do you think? Okay. So Wynand studies four, Pat, you're four, but Wynand, you're not a doctor. Pat, nope. you're not a doctor. Do you guys know who is a doctor? My doctor. <laughs> and my doctor, every single year I visit him, and every year he tells me the same thing. Robbie, when you wake up in the morning, I want you to eat food within the first hour of being awake. It's important to eat right away, get your metabolism going, because it's the same as putting, like the same way you put fuel in your car to make your car go. It's like putting fuel in your body and you got to do that to make your body go. Otherwise, your body starts doing funky things that it's not supposed to do. So Robbie, eat right away first thing in the morning and space your meals out throughout the day and do that because I'm the doctor and I say to do that. <laughs> so for that reason alone, I am against fasting. I listen to the doctor, not whatever you are, Pat. So there <laughs> are a lot designer. of, there are a lot of different ways to eat and different ways people say you should eat. And when I was in college was when I, I first read about how bad the, um, pyramid food pyramid is how yeah, awful bread at the bottom <laughs> yeah and um sure you get foundation for the loaves day. <laughs> yeah. of bread yeah. and a big part of it was saying was talking about when you should eat different things during the day and how important breakfast was because it does it tells your body especially they said even have something fatty in the morning like something like a, a bacon and egg sandwich because that fat is telling your body you're okay you're gonna get food the rest of the day so then your body uh, can start burning energy how it should. And it's not worried that, oh, I'm not going to get food. So I need to save up. And so a lot of people, when they skip breakfast, they can gain weight. Um, but that's, that's one thing. It's kind of interesting because it's like, if you skip breakfast and then have lunch, like 11 hours after you had dinner, that's not going to be good for your body. But there's something I don't, we, one thing we can talk about another time is ketosis. ketosis. And so your body is flipping into ketosis. And what keto is, is it's a high fat diet and your body is, is transitioning from burning carbs for fuel to burning fat for fuel. And that's what happens when you're fasting as you get to ketosis where you are burning fat for fuel. So your body is actually doing a different process and it gets to a point where it is healthy again and you can burn that fat. So it's like, if you go far enough, it's good if you don't, but if you don't go far enough, it's bad. Um, also doctors are people. I don't know if you knew that. They aren't some <laughs> gods 
among men. And um, that's a scary thing because sometimes they cut you open, uh, but they don't know everything. And a lot of times they're very stuck to what they do know and unopen to other possibilities. So but tell your doctor like- to go s- fuck himself. Fuck it <laughs> Okay, I'll be sure to do that. This is a guy who went to medical school for probably a dozen years. You went to medical school for I don't for know. a dozen years. He's probably not very good student. Yeah. <laughs> One time when I was sixteen, I drove to Arlington Heights with Craig Arnold, and I ate thirteen Krispy Kreme donuts in one sitting. Why can't life be life bad yeah. anymore? And we have to have Robbie's conversations doctor like this. Is exceptional at the very top of the bell curve. <laughs> Absolutely. That means he's uh, so McFadden. I'm I'm interested in what you think. All right. Um, so the one thing that I have uh, come to learn about diet in people is that people vary in so many different ways that um, no one diet is the right diet for That's everybody. That's what I said. I, I just wanted you to try. You I just so, wanted anyone so to try. I did, and I did no try. One I have done it. I did it before <laughs> you. And um, I, I found that it was interesting because I also did not get hungry. Um, after, you know, you sort of get to day three and it was interesting, but I also, uh, if I was being honest, found no benefits. And so the only thing uh, fasting did for me was like be inconvenient and like make it so that I couldn't eat meals with my wife. <laughs> so that wasn't a net positive. Um, so I'm against fasting for that purpose. I am in favor of people trying it to see, is this right, you know, for you? And, and does it provide any sort of, you know, benefit um, to, to your life? And if it does, great, you should do it. I did it. It didn't provide me with any benefit. So I am against I would argue it didn't do anything for you uh, because you were already extremely fit. You've always been a fit lad. So that's you know, hitting on me. Yes. All right. Thank you Not very much, that. Patrick. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right. We have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company, printful.com. So that means that any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. For those interested, we earn about $5 to $7 for each product that we sell, and that money goes directly back into the show. Remember season one, episode five, when I paid a rapper on Fiverr to rap lyrics for our theme song? Did you like that? Buy a t-shirt, coffee mug, or now canvas sneakers, and we'll do more stuff like that. Gang, any more merch ideas to share, except for Robbie, because he's just going to say a 2T uh, toddler shirt. Pat, Mike, what do you think? What should we do? Let's workshop some merch. Uh, I want to get back to the roots. Let's uh, let's get a street team going. Just good old-fashioned stickers. Stickers you can slap on street signs. Stickers you can slap on your amp. Stickers you can slap on your guitar. <laughs> let's get the word out using stickers. It's, uh, it's, it's a it's thing. It's a thing. Yeah, All let's right. do it. Perfect. Pat? I have a couple. The first one is to take advantage of the current funny thing of the week and make a shirt that says, I am not a cat on it. <laughs> and then the other is my mother asked for there to be sizing charts for the women's shirts because she wants to buy one. And my dad suggested a baseball cap and he would buy that if that existed on the store. All right. I uh, am, am working Ooh, on the sizing charts. Uh, your mom did message the official <laughs> at for or against pod Instagram uh, 
handle. I told her that I would work on it, but it's a really annoying process because I have to re-enter all of the products and really get the <laughs> sizing charts to go. So I'm trying to think about if there's a different way that I can do it. Uh, but we're working on it, Barb. We'll get it soon. <laughs> uh, if you do the hat, do like a classic snapback, which they have. So, because I really yeah. want to see Pat's dad in like a very <laughs> flat snap, bim, flat, flat brimmed, flat brimmed. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I would actually like a hat. That's a good idea, Pat's okay. dad. I will work on that. They do embroidery through Printful.com. Check it out at foragainstpod.com/shop for all your for or against merch needs. And we're back. All right, gentlemen, it's now time for my topic. And I hope you had the opportunity to look at the YouTube link that I shared with you. It's for 17 a, minute I don't video. think the audience watched that yet. <laughs> well, I'm talking to you three. Video. I'm about to explain to the audience what the video entails. My topic is primitive technology. And for those of you who don't know what primitive technology is, um, I would classify it as a category of YouTube video that features people oftentimes in rainforest climates. And that's, um, but not necessarily rainforest, but usually rainforest uh, climates. And uh, it's basically unnarrated long YouTube videos that are sort of cut together unglamorously where you have an individual, man or woman, that usually build something very impressive with their bare hands, a stick, and perhaps a rock. Um, you could think about uh, things like uh, huts that are really actually quite impressive, um, but sometimes it's like huts that also have pools um, and like underground bunkers and chimneys and, chimney. and pottery yep, yep. is a big part of it. And like they have torches. And so like, Kilns do a lot of work there. Yeah, a lot of kilns, um, and everything is made from the materials around them. So take whatever notion you have of what a uh, like a, a hut is that one would like a hermit would put together, but, but then throw that away and think like the Taj Mahal of <laughs> twig huts because. These people make some incredibly impressive things, and the video would lead you to believe that they're only doing it with their bare hands and in perhaps a stick. Now they probably have like a backhoe and other like big tools that they are using like in between the cuts, but it's very impressive if you are to believe that they are truly doing this all by hand. It must take a month to produce like a single video. And um, gentlemen, first off, I'd like to go around Pat, Robbie, Mike. Had had you ever seen the primitive technology videos before, Pat? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, Robbie. No, first time. Michael. No. Okay. Now <laughs> I'd like to know what you think about this. Are you for or against primitive technology? Let's go in the same I... order, starting with Pat. Oh, Robbie, you have a question. I clarify clarify question. question. So are we for or againsting the videos or the idea of using primitive technology? That's a good question. Um, the way, the direction that I intended you to, to take this is now that you, uh, Robbie and Mike are aware of this category of content, would you at all be interested in creating your own fantastic Twig Taj Mahal using primitive technology in the way that these individuals are in uh, these videos? So Pat, do you, does watching this video inspire you to go out into the forest, build a hut and dig a moat and, and live like a king off the land? No. Um, <laughs> okay, Robbie. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate? Is there any aspect of this that you are for since you have seen it? So it was interesting. I wasn't sure what the for, like what were we for against like the you Because the guy that you showed us like wrote a book about primitive technology 
So I thought you were just like, are you for or against primitive technology? But um, no, after it's the I, act of like making a kiln from mud and clay yes. and then making bricks and, and building a home in the middle of the forest. Like, is there anything romantic about that to you? Is, is, are you for against that? Well, I will say after I watched the full video, then I watched probably 45 minutes more of <laughs> other things. So I'm clearly for, um, and I've fallen into this uh, hole before. And um, this time again, I found the same two guys that they have. It's basically a stick that has like a metal extension on it. And they literally carve away at the ground until they build elaborate underground homes and pools. And it's insane because you see like you, people who have dug a hole before, like it's a lot of work and they're using a stick and just <laughs> pulling away at the earth. And then they'll like, it's like literally the, the first hole. shovel, like the yeah. first shovel is what they're using it's, in order to, to do this. Insane. But I wouldn't want to do it. I would, I would enjoy building my own little like hut or barn, but like with real tools, um, like that would be fun for me. And I just found out this week that one of my friends from college is building his own house. And a lot of people like, oh, they build their own house. But he literally with his wife, they rented a big machine and dug out the ground. They're pouring concrete. They're doing everything except for the drywall. Like they're building an entire livable modern house, which is freaking insane to me. Like to actually do all like it's going to do the plumbing, the electric, electrical, um, and not with like 20 people. Um, his brother and his dad are gonna help. His dad it like builds houses. They've all built houses in the past, um, but with a bunch of people, like it just, it's it's crazy to me. Primitive and, uh, technology. I would like to do that. <laughs> I was just sharing a neat tidbit from my life. That, by the way, that's gotta be the most satisfying thing for your friend. Like he builds his house with his bare hands and then he lives in it. And every day he could like look around and be like, ah, I built it. Not only is he doing that, but he was working at a company where primitive he was, technology <laughs> i don't care i'm gonna edit this episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm interested pat go ahead yeah so he's working at a tech or a company where he did does like engineering drawings and cad stuff and he was getting sick of it so he decided not to do that anymore but now he's working at that same company but he's creating um, machinery that tests the things that they make. So it basically sounds like he's doing Mythbusters in their like awesome garage. That sounds awesome. Yeah, like he is living his best life right now, and I'm I jealous. Love this guy. Can we give him a shout out? What's his name? Eric Erb. Eric Erb, I know him. Poke it up, say, Eric Erb. I was hoping that was because I, I made him up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie, how about you? Um, our, our first who was new to the primitive technology category. Is anything appealing um, to you about this? W would you want to go off into the forest and, and dig a, a swimming pool? This actually is romantic. Um, but I wouldn't want to go ahead and do it having to learn how to do all these things, I would just want to already know how to do these things. Because <laughs> the learning would piss me off so much that I would give up after 10 minutes. That but explains already... a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite of McFadden. McFadden will like dive himself into something brand new and like take the time to learn how to do it and then do that thing. 
But if I knew how to do it, if I'm just like, okay, I know how to make a kiln. I know how to make these clay pots out of the dirt in the soil. And I know how to build this hut. Then that would be awesome. If you can give me like a weekend trip where I can just go to town and unplug and have no cell phone, no internet, and just be with maybe a few people. Cause I don't want to do it on my own. I need some helpers. Um, if you guys want to join me on this activity, um, and McFadden, I feel like you might have some know-how. So maybe having you with me would eliminate that learning curve. So I am, I'm for it, but I want to be with somebody who I trust will help me get the job done. Cause I don't trust myself. I will hold your hand. Thank, Thank you, Robbie. You. All right, Michael, how about you? Primitive technology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Erbs. Good dude. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, no, I watched all 17 minutes, which, you know, show, it, it's very interesting. And, I've said it before in the past that I've drawn to people who are very passionate about something and something that I don't know anything about. And the fact that they were, this guy was able to use knowledge to learn about how people used to do things in the past. And, and like, just through this video, it's like, Oh, so that's how they made bricks. Cause I had no clue how you could do it without like metallurgically. <laughs> right. right? It's a, it is like and a so learning about the past. Though. It's learning, but that's as far as it goes for me because uh, Robert, you said, oh, I, I dedicate a weekend to this. Like very clearly a weekend, you'd get halfway through a bow that this guy made. Because <laughs> this thing must have taken forever. This is, we watched in 17 minutes, we watched four years worth of projects for this dude. It's called four years of primitive technology. And I don't have the time for that. The thing about uh, society and how society grows is we pass knowledge down to the next generation. We've done that for thousands of years. So we don't need to do that anymore. I'm very fascinated by this guy. I like how he refused to wear a shirt or shoes for any of his things, but he felt thought that it was uh, appropriate for him to wear cargo shorts as, as far as his uh, his uh, he would go. He did it's make his own pants. It's a look. He did make his own pants, but he doesn't wear them in the next video. <laughs> so it makes me think the pants are not very uh, very comfortable. They didn't look very comfortable. Can uh, we talk but about I, how good I'm he is at the slingshot? Well, we got to see one take of, I'm sure, maybe. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was good enough uh, to get that one take. I could never get that one take. <laughs> well, he probably took a long time, and which is again my point. Uh, this would be a life's calling. Although with this guy's tan lines, you can tell that he does have another job. Uh, but uh, he's got a YouTube is... channel and, and an <laughs> HD camera, so yeah. he does something else. Uh, but no, this is not for me. But uh, still looking for that passion. But this ain't it against no all right thank you very much well it probably comes as no surprise to you guys that uh i'm for this i would love to spend the weekend uh doing some primitive uh technology making building, half a kiln making half a kiln. <laughs> i think i can make a full kiln and make a brick um i don't think i have what it takes to to make the primitive technology village <laughs> like <laughs> the guy in the video or the people in these videos uh but there's something that i uh like um uh, about like survival skills. And uh, I like the idea that uh, if I were to find myself in some sort of uh, apocalyptic situation, not only could I survive, but I could thrive like the folks in these videos. And I think watching enough of these videos, you're, you're basically set. You, you learn everything that you need to know. I also think that there's an interesting Airbnb opportunity here. Like my, I'm, I'm betting that they put these up on Airbnb afterwards for like a, a unique stay. And that's what allows them to 
you know, keep buying their digital cameras to keep making more content. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Let's move on to our final uh, and most profound topic uh, of the evening. Robbie, why don't you, uh, thank you. take it away? Thank you. Thank you. It, it comes no, as no surprise to you all that I'm here with something very dignified. Okay. Everybody farts. Don't tell me that you don't. I know all of you do. I know your wives even fart. My wife farts. She does. Sorry, Lexi, you do. <laughs> but what I want to know is where your doctor do you... said so. <laughs> yeah. And he spent 12 years in medical school, so he knows. With a specialty in fart science. <laughs> <laughs> not going to get those good farts going unless you start eating in the morning. I'm not right. So what I want to know is about where you fart. And so specifically... I want to know if you are. <laughs> I don't know if that came through on the recording, but it Pat did. just said it did. my butt. <laughs> Good joke, Pat. Good joke. Uh, but what I want to know is, are you for or against farting in public? And I'll, I'll qualify this. You can fart as long as no one's around or nobody's within nose shot of your butthole. So <laughs> no shot of your butthole is great album. <laughs> Yeah. I'm working with a hardcore metal band and they have called No Shot for my butthole. <laughs> They're really good. I'm glad this is the fourth segment when most people have already stopped listening. <laughs> but our parents probably are still listening. So enjoy this. Pat, let's start with you. Are you for or against farting in public? Well, hold on. Can you clarify? Are you, what are you, are you saying when there's no people there? It's like you're alone, but you happen to be in a park. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, like what are we for? What are you? What is this topic? You're <laughs> you're in a public space. It could okay. be outside. It could be inside. Let's say you're in a grocery store, but you're in an aisle where there's nobody around you. That's that's a good example, actually. I think that's the right example. Inside the grocery store, nobody's around. Nobody's gonna hear it. Nobody's gonna smell it. Do you choose to fart if you feel compelled to fart? If, that, I, if my body is telling me that I need to get gas out of it then, and nobody's around, why would, who would not, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Everybody farts. So you're for or... <laughs> I just oh, really wanted to hear, I, I wanted again. to get your best farts, farts in public stories out of you, I guess. Maybe that was my goal. Okay. Pat's four farts. I have done that exact thing. <laughs> Before, <laughs> very good. Uh, Mike Winand farting in public in a grocery uh, store uh, unknowns in within no shot of your butthole. No shot of my butthole coming out October 2022. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was having a conversation with uh, uh, the son of a of a friend of mine who's three, and we were talking about how everybody poops, and he wanted to let me to know that, and even Buzz Lightyear poops, and you know what? Everybody farts, and. You know, I don't want anybody to make a big show out of it. It's uh, something we all have to do. We're not necessarily proud of. If I'm in a place where I feel reasonably confident, but not necessarily sure there's nobody around, I'm going to let one fly. Uh, and that's because I would hope that and if I heard somebody else do that when they didn't know I was around, I'd be OK with it because I would hope they would give me the same courtesy. We're all just trying to do our goddamn best. I need to fart. Let me fart. Rob, why do you have a problem with me farting? I, I feel like if you're in a I'm grocery four. store, we're in a pandemic, keep in mind. And farting farts can cause coronavirus, according to <laughs> Rob's doctor. I think so. 
if if somebody breathes in those droplets, then you can pass you on the might virus. Actually, be right. I I did smell a fart during the coronavirus, and it made me wonder how good my mask was. <laughs> <laughs> Michael James McFadden, are you for or against can, farting? I think in public? I can take this from um, uh, a perspective that I thought you were maybe going for but it turns out like no this is just like surface level there was no depth to this at all like, you like farting in public sometimes my <laughs> my farts come from a real deep place but i i thought what you were <laughs> trying to get at robbie was like the nature of um the taboo and like participating in acts that culturally and as yeah that is what we, i was getting at but, but clearly we have no filter on for the four of us we we don't care at all well, so I usually I, wear underwear. That's a filter for my phone. If, <laughs> if, if that was what you were thinking, then I guess that there is something, uh, you know, there is a sense of, of joy and, and maybe pleasure that uh, one feels when they're doing something that they know that they shouldn't be doing. Yes. And as a society, as a culture, we have deemed flagellant as something that you do in private and you 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 don't make a show of it. So if you can be in a public place, Making a show of it. <laughs> if you can be in a in a, a public place and you can make a show of it, but it's only you know only you are the, the one tree who falls knows in the woods. Exactly. Does anybody Lexi hear made it? that same comment? Right. So. I mean, in that regard, I think most people, myself included, would find some sense of satisfaction, I, I think is probably the, the word that best describes getting away <laughs> with letting one slip in public, audibly, the louder the better, <laughs> so long as no one catches you, I am for. Oh, I'm imagining you in like a big empty grocery store, but getting really excited about what you know is about to come and you get on the intercom and you're like, doo, 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 hear ye, hear ye, calling attention on this first day of February as you draw your attention to my butt. That's not, that's the opposite of what I described. <laughs> but if it's an empty grocery store and oh, you an can empty just grocery store. really... Oh, yes draw the attention where nobody will really pay attention Ooh, have you ever farted so loud it echoed that's a dream of mine it's never happened for me robbie what do you think about farts this uh yeah i'm i'm very clearly you've given a lot of thought <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i just figured uh it was this is a silly topic that could be fun to just hear about your farting experiences and so yeah i um i am careful to not let it slip when other people are around but your sphincter knows what's best for you. If if it's saying, hey, Robbie, it's time, I'm going to take a, a look around me. And if no one's there, I'm going to obey my sphincter. <laughs> I think that's another album that's, name. Why yeah, obey yeah, your that's, a, that's the single. That's the single <laughs> off, off the album. Obey your sphincter. Sphincter knows best. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm very happy to TV know show. that we, we are all for farting in public. That That is wondrous. So how much of that do you guys want me to cut? <laughs> <laughs> the cheese. Oh, okay. There we are. Before we wrap for the evening, it's time for a quick lightning round. This week, Pat will list a few topics in rapid lightning-like succession, and the gang here will share uh, their or our positions. Here we go, Pat. What do you have for us? What's the what's the theme of this lightning round? Uh, so the theme is diety type things. And we're going to go in the order on my screen, which is Wine and McFadden Silver. Number one, juice cleanses. 
Uh, I would be very too hungry against. <laughs> right? Very too hungry. I already can't um, speak thinking about it. Uh, I'm against. I, I don't think there's any uh, science behind any of these other than, like, I mean, unless your stated goal is to get diarrhea. And be <laughs> then I'd be for, but otherwise. Liquid in, liquid out. Yes. And if you have diarrhea, then you can't have very good farts. So I'm against. <laughs> or you can have the best. Um, I am for. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason um right. keto which is high fat medium protein and almost no carbs and sugar uh again if this is the thing that's going to make you eat less calories than you could than you burn uh i go for it i'm for it this is not for me uh i am personally against and i agree I, last week we talked about how i love sandwiches of all kinds and uh, sandwiches contain many carbs. So I'm Name more sandwiches. <laughs> Name more sandwiches. Tuna sandwich. I had a chicken salad sandwich today for lunch. More Swiss sandwiches. Tomatoes, onions. It was more great. ingredients. More ingredients. <laughs> you can make it with craisins or walnuts. You can have a little bit of mayo, oil, and vinegar. Ooh. Maybe even a dash of mustard, salt, Ooh. and pepper. It's wonderful. Those are like too many that, ingredients. That did well, it for me. Those are options. <laughs> you, you don't choose them all for one single sandwich. On the spectrum of chicken salad sandwich, those are <laughs> the various ways you could go. All right, Pat, what else? <laughs> um, this is bulletproof coffee. This is a coffee that people on keto enjoy, and it is coffee with butter in it. Uh, I've had this before. It tastes pretty good. Uh, I'm for it, but you know. Watch the calories the rest of the day because it's like 700 calories in one of these things. I too have had it, and this is not very good. This is gross. It makes your teeth <laughs> feel disgusting. Um, I'm against. Hmm. I've never had this. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but I do like delicious coffees. And so I thought I was going to be for it, but just based on you, your <laughs> advice, McFadden, I am now against it. <laughs> uh, I had it a couple times, and it was okay. <laughs> got the whole spectrum here <laughs> uh the caveman diet so this is eating anything that was available for a caveman back when they were a caveman uh, only if i was making a primitive technology kill <laughs> so four uh as a diet no i think that moderation is key not not being hyper restrictive i'm against uh yes uh, so i just want to clarify because you continue to write in your description pat that People typically ate foods that they could hunt or gather, such as fish, lean meats, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. So those no things more are sandwiches. Like, no more sandwiches. But from a health perspective, those are like all the things that you would want in a healthy diet. I think it sounds a lot like the Mediterranean diet, uh, which I think every year is voted the healthiest diet you can be on because it kind of covers all the good foods and doesn't have any of the bad foods. So I don't know if, if that's what you're going for. That's kind of what you listed here. So I'm for it if it is those foods, but against it if it's just like picking up twigs and berries from the ground. Yeah, it's you can have the foods that were available to them, and, and but you don't have to go and gather them. You don't have to source them <laughs> like a caveman. <laughs> okay, that's I'm not a prerequisite. I'm for the idea of it. I wouldn't do it myself, but I'm for the idea of it. I've always enjoyed the idea of people like being really for this and like, oh, we should eat what the cavemen eat. I don't know if they knew this, but uh, we live a lot longer than cavemen. <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs> or yeah. than lived, yeah. Um, and the last one is the tapeworm diet. Purposefully putting a tapeworm inside of your body. I got too many parasites already. No, thank you. <laughs> Whoa, you should visit Robbie's doctor about that. <laughs> well, yeah. he put them on me. <laughs> 
Uh, this is the dumbest thing that people <laughs> actually did in the history of the world. Um, I'm against. <laughs> and my doctors never address this with me, good or bad. So I'm not sure where I stand. <laughs> and I am four. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much, Patrick, for leading us through that lightning round. If you are still listening, please consider telling a friend about four or against. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. We'd also love to hear about any topics that you're for or against or undecided on via Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, our Facebook page. You can find us all at for or against pod. We just might feature one of your topics on a future episode. For now, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense On ridiculous topics are you for or against Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You're listening now to for or against So turn the volume up, this is for or against <laughs>